0: This is Wednesday night Bible study here at the Pinelo Pentecostal Williams Church on this February the 8th of 2023 with the message tonight, the development of Peter from our CE director, Reverend Mac Perry. So we will finishing up John, uh, the, the, the book of John, uh, and uh, tonight I want to read to you, um, chapter, starting in chapter, uh, well, the last chapter, 21 in verses 15 through the last uh, verse in the Bible, uh, in, in John. Right. So when they had done, so they, they were on the shore. Remember, uh, they had caught a lot of fish in the net, and they're pulling the net in, and it's very, very heavy, but John jumps in and starts heading to shore because Jesus is there, and uh, Jesus uh, prepares uh, a fire, for them, and they come in and cook some fish, and they got some bread, and they, they are dining together. But as soon as they get through dining, let's listen what happens. This is the conclusion of the second story that I, I told you about. Of you know, I talked about th- Thomas and uh, what we called uh, who we called doubting Thomas. And tonight we we'll talk. Uh, we'll be talking about the rest of the story of Peter. How uh, Jesus just wonderfully and lovingly teaches him and helps him to understand uh, what kind of love that Jesus is really talking about. So I'll walk you through that tonight and then we'll conclude the book of John. 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter. Now here's a point that I'm going to make, one of the points I'm going to make tonight. Look what Jesus calls him. Simon, son of Jonas or son of John, lovest thou me more than these and he saith, which is Peter, saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said to him, Feed my lambs. Notice there, the first time he uses uh, the word lambs, the word lambs. The next two times he asks, he uses the word sheep, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit tonight. Verse 16, he said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. And then verse 17, he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved. Peter was hurt. And I want to talk about it. this. Is a A wonderful moment, a wonderful moment, because Peter starts to realize something. Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. And in 18, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When you wast young... Thou girdest thyself, in other words, thou thyself. You you prepared yourself for life. You prepared yourself for what was about to happen to you. And y'all walk and walkest whither thou wouldest. In other words, you went where you wanted to go, and you went and did what you wanted to do, and you learned what you wanted to do. But listen, and uh, walkest whither thou uh, walkest whither thou wouldest. But When thou shalt be old, so starting now and going forth, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee. So now what he's saying to him is, now you're going to be prepared by me, Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. You're going to be led in a different way. And carry thee whither thou would not go. So basically he's saying to him that now you're going to go places and do things that you would not have done in the past. And then 19, this spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. So what Peter understood is he's going to have to go and do things like face persecution and even death for Jesus, for the name of Jesus. And when he had spoken this, Jesus said unto him, follow me verse 20. Then Peter turning about and seeing the disciples. So what John is describing to me now is he's, uh, Peter is walking with Jesus. Get to visualize this because this is very important. And he looks behind him as they're walking from shore where they just got through dining and eating. And, uh, and, and about seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved. Which is John, the writer of this scripture, because it tells you again, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? So John is the one that leaned against Jesus and asked Jesus, Who will, uh, which one will it, uh, betray me, uh, betray you, is what uh, um, Peter is saying. So Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, so he looks around and he sees John. So he says to Jesus, so the, the way this is described to me and many other uh, scholars that I've read some others, and what they're saying is, the way he's uh, describing this, Peter is seeing him saying to Jesus, in other words, he looks at John, what shall this man do? You've just told me I'm going to be persecuted, and you've told me I'm going to uh, you know, die for you. What about John? And then Jesus said unto him, if I will that he tarry to I come. So in other words, he's saying, if I want him to, what is that to be thee? Follow thou me. In other words, he's saying to him, basically he's saying to him, if I want him to live till I come back again, that is, you know, up to me. It's none of your business. It's basically none of your business. Follow thou me. Don't worry about him. You just do what you're supposed to do, in my language. 23, then went this saying abroad, uh, abroad among the brethren that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said unto him, He shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, that, what is that to thee? So what they did is, I won't speak a lot about that part of it tonight because that's not really important, but what happened is the other disciples, when they heard this, And they didn't catch the understanding what Jesus was saying. Jesus really wasn't saying that I'm going to let him live until I come back. But what the rumor was, the wording was, now they left the disciples and went to other people. Basically, John's saying the word got out that Jesus said that John was going to live until he came back the second time. That's what that's saying, but that's not what Jesus meant, as we know. Then 24, this is the disciple which testified, John's talking about himself again, uh, he's ending the, the chapter. Which testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And then the last verse. And there are also many other things which Jesus said, uh, did, and which if they should be written, everyone, I suppose, that even the word itself could not contain the books that should be written among, uh, amen. So he's basically telling us again as he closes the book, there's no way that they could write everything, especially John write everything that could be said about Jesus Christ that he did while he walked on earth. So let's do a little bit of going back and it'll help us uh, place where we're at now. You know, we're ending the book of John. Uh, real sentimental to me. I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've learned a lot. And uh, I hopefully uh, all of us has learned a lot. But he concludes with two different stories. They are both very compelling, very teaching Kinds of stories about who Jesus Christ really is, when you understand what Jesus is teaching these two disciples, the first story really tells us how patiently and lovingly we talked about that last week about Thomas, doubting Thomas, how he actually showed all the evidence to Thomas and helped Thomas to to be uh, uh, learned that Jesus was who he said. The second is about the story we're gonna uh, uh, finish tonight about Peter. Jesus demonstrated in both of these how much he loved them and how much he was wanting to train them and develop them. And you know, one of the things that sticks in my mind, even as I conclude all the way through this, everything I think about and uh, I've learned while I was going through this is about how Jesus, it's a journey, it's a life with Jesus, uh, our whole life. We're going to be learning. We're going to be uh, getting more and more understanding as we read His Word and as we're taught His Word. So, Jesus is doing that to these two disciples. And John is telling us about it because He wants us to know that life is going to be uh, something that, you know, we're going to have to continuously learn about uh, Jesus and what He expects of us and the mission and teaching and all the things that He wants us to do. And uh, Mark, Luke, and John, I mentioned last week did end their books a little bit differently, but also they did let us know that Jesus ended with what we call the Great Commission, and uh, to go out and tell the world, that, and He let them know, I am sending all of you on top of the mountain, as Jesus said He would do. I uh, mentioned that last week. You know, Thomas, doubting Thomas a little bit about him and what Jesus did for him, Thomas didn't believe till he saw the evidence. And when he saw the evidence, when he appeared to suck at time, Thomas was there. And one of the things that still stands out in my heart is when Thomas did believe, you know, Jesus had to almost emphatically, uh, and and I can see Jesus really emphatically saying, You got to stop not believing, Thomas. You got to start believing. You got to stop not believing because he's saying, Here's the evidence. What, basically, what more do you want? And that's the same thing He's saying to us, as I mentioned last week. We must stop not believing. We must believe the evidence. And we still have the evidence today. We have eyewitness testimony to the evidence. Jesus is saying we must have faith in the Word. And then with faith, He will uh, truly bless us and teach us. Thomas became a believer that night, and he said, uh, My Lord and my Savior... And that's the same wordings as I was ending last week that uh, we all can say and claim is him as Him is our Savior and our Lord. You know, I think about uh, when I started this story, moving into the story of Peter, um, the first through 14 verses that we read in, in the last chapter, I think about P- Peter and him fishing all night and how Peter immediately went back to fishing. You know, you've you got to think about how... Uh, John is describing that, you know, Jesus met him in the upper room or in that locked room at least twice. And then also he walked with Peter on the road to Emmaus. And so Peter knew Jesus had been resurrected. And he would all the teaching Jesus had done with all the disciples, Peter being there, was, you know, uh, teaching them about being a disciple and having to go out and, preach the Word and teach the Word. But yet, what did Peter do? What did Peter do when he went back home? And I don't know if he just got tired of being in that locked room and was looking for something to do, but it won't to go out and do something for Jesus because he wasn't quite ready yet. He wasn't prepared. He wasn't where Jesus needs him to be. So what did he do? He immediately went back to what his skill was, what he knew best, and that was fishing. So it showed also that he was a leader because six other disciples went with him when he went fishing. So there was a total of seven. And Jesus uh, was trying to teach Peter uh, and we're going to learn these three steps tonight of what, how Jesus took Peter through those steps in learning. Each one was a different level of learning and I think about us. We go through different levels of earning, but, uh, learning but we, Jesus is saying to all of us, is we can't really be effective. We can't be the disciple. We can't be, uh, you know, the the sent ones that Jesus wants us to go out and be without being at the level that He wants us to be in our heart, our mind, and our soul of understanding, a level of, you know, discipleship. And that's what He's teaching uh, Peter here. And He's also, John is wonderfully putting it together and teaching us, and this is what we're going to talk about tonight. So let's get into our lesson tonight. Um, you know, I, I did, there was one more thing that was wonderful to me is that when Peter jumped out of the boat and he ran quickly, uh, uh, jumped in, put his uh, cover on, went to shore, as soon as he found out it was Jesus, so immediately Peter did show there was a level of love. He did love Jesus, but as Jesus explains to him as we finish up this chapter is that it's a love as a friend. Our friend's kind of love, which is wonderful, which is good. But Jesus saying that there's another kind of love, a different level of love that we have to be at to go do his work. And that's what uh, Peter uh, uh, was learning throughout this. And I, I do think about he did love him because all the fish in that net, knowing all the money it could bring or could make him, he didn't care about that no more. The fish didn't, that net was full. But Peter jumped in to go see his Jesus. So he certainly did love Jesus. So tonight, uh, I call it the development uh, of Peter. Uh, you know, Peter uh, uh, had some learning to do, as all of us do, you know. And Peter was wise enough and smart enough. He learned it kind of in one, one night there at the at end but for us, it's, it's a lifetime. And at the Simon night, let's go back a little bit and think about some things about Peter and Simon Peter, which Jesus called him Simon, son of, uh, of uh, John, Jonah, which is John in uh, layman's term or English. So when I think about Peter denying the Lord that night three times, when I think about that, uh, Peter knew that night he did terribly wrong. Peter understood that, you know, he was convicted that he did wrong in his heart. When you go back and read Luke 22 and 26, it clearly tells us that Peter faced the truth. Peter confessed his sin, is what Luke told us, and Jesus truly forgave him. So he was forgiven of that, but Peter co- was convinced that he, he knew he had done wrong. Now, you, it, it did pop into my mind that at that same time, what was going on about Judas, you know, Judas took a different route. Peter went and wept and asked for forgiveness, and God did forgive him. But Judas took a different route. He didn't ask for forgiveness. He was so, he thought he had done so wrong, there was no forgiveness. And you know what he did? He went and committed suicide. But what the two stories there just jumped in my heart was about, you know, God. Judas's level of sin was not a level of sin, and Peter's level of sin was not a level of sin. It's sin. It was all equal. It was all sin. That's the way God looks at it. He would have forgiven them both, and, 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 but the Judas did not choose the same route as Peter. Peter showed what he, how much faith and how much he loved he had already in Jesus by walking uh, away. Uh, he could have walked away and just given up just like Judas did, but he didn't. He kept holding on because Peter, Peter did have a level of love. So he's, But, you know, even the, the disciples forgive Peter also because when you think about Peter, he became an anchor for them. He became a leader for them. And the ordeal that, uh, uh, for example, the three days, the three days uh, from the time Jesus was put in a tomb and to resurrection, they were in a locked room. They were scared to death that they are going to be arrested or something along those lines so, uh, or something you know, locked up or stoned or whatever. But uh, uh, Peter um, was an anchor for them. Peter became the glue for them, held them all together, kept encouraging them. Because John 1, 40 and 42, Jesus tells us uh, you know, uh, another point about tonight's lesson that I need to make, and then it'll help us understand the three points tonight. Another thing about uh, uh, Peter is when he first met Jesus, his name was not Peter. His name was Simon, and he was the son of John. And uh, Peter said, "I mean, Jesus said to him." If you go back and read in First John forty forty through, uh, forty through forty two, uh, Jesus uh, used the word "sepius," sepius, which really means uh, Peter, and in the Jewish language it means Peter, and also in the Greek. But it also means rock. Peter means rock. So Jesus was giving him a name that he wanted him to be the rock. He wanted him to be the leader. He wanted him to be the uh, anchor. When you go back and look in, at the interpretation of what Cephas means, the name that Jesus, the Hebrew name that Jesus gave him, it meant uh, uh, Peter, which is a rock. And Jesus spoke to Peter. Three times that night. That's a point. That's a valid point. Each time he addressed Peter, he called him. Started out by calling him Simon, son of John, Jonah, or John. So basically, what Jesus was using was his previous name, because what he was saying to Simon, let's start at the first one. What he was saying to Simon, you were born into a fishing uh, family. I'm saying. He's, he's, calling, he's gone back to calling him Simon. You, you were born into a, a fish. That's what you still do. That's what you went back to immediately when you were discouraged or whatever, is you went back to fishing. You automatically thought about that. That was your focus. Fishing is your identity, is what he's saying to him when he called him, you know, Simon, son of John. He's calling him uh, 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 Simon and saying, you still have that identity. You're not where you need to be. So in verse 15, it is very clear when he says, Simon Peter, don't you understand? Don't you tru- Do you truly love me, Simon Peter uh, or Simon, son of John? The question that's one part of the question. So he's calling him, you know, uh, by his fishing name or his, his name that he's always had, his identity. And then he says, do you love me? And the question, do you love me here, in this first uh, uh, question, or the first meaning or connotation of that, uh, here he's saying, I'm, when he says there, do you love me, he's using the kind of love that I explained to you a while back, the agape kind of love. That kind of love that is sacrificial that kind of love that is a commitment that kind of love that regardless of your circumstances you're not going to betray me regardless of what happens to you you're not going to personally let those things uh, you know bother you i'm talking about a love that is a, a sacrificial committed love to jesus is what he was talking about so he's talking about a committed so, so with the first question uh, you know you know uh, Jesus knew Peter's heart was not at the level of understanding this at that time, but he knew that Peter truly loved him as a friend. So basically the first time Peter responds, he's saying, it: yes, I love you as a friend. Now, the last part of this first question, the way Jesus asked it, remember what he said, do you love me more than these? If you look... The way I read the scripture, that's the way he ended the first time. He don't end it the next two times that way. More than these, with this question, Jesus was asking Simon, "Do you love me at the level I'm talking about? Are you willing to change your identity?" Uh, when he's talking about these, than what you were, he's saying, "Are you re- ready to be a fisher of men?" and not a fisher of fish. Are you ready to change that identity? Change these. In other words, do you love me more than these things that you have been? It's what he's saying. Do you love me more than your old vocation? What you used to do. Also, I believe Jesus was asked him uh, uh, one more important thing about when he said, more than these. He's saying, do you love me more than the other disciples and the other people in your life? Do you love these uh, do you love me more than the things of this world? It was a deep question, I believe. It's what he was asked. Do you love me more than these? So I believe that uh, Jesus is uh, also his response. So his, so he's, he's asking him in that first one, you know, the type of love and in your, in your vocation, are you willing to, you need to go higher in understanding. Peter didn't quite understand. He grew a little more. He was willing to, to learn and understand. And then Jesus said also, that's one, another significant point, uh, Jesus responded back to him, Feed my lambs the first time he asked him. When Jesus uh, responded with feed my lambs, I believe it did encourage Peter because it said to Peter, Yes, go feed my lambs. So Peter, as a, as a person, looked at it as a positive thing and saying, Okay, He's got confidence in me. He wants me to go feed His lambs. Jesus' is meaning here, though, and why I believe He's using the term lamb is because He's saying, I've gotten a new co- lot of young converts. Your other disciples are young converts. I need you to be the leader of those little lambs. I need you to start with them and help them grow and help them learn. And then uh, as we end this first question, I think about how Simon Peter was beginning to already show. You know, before this meeting, I, I, I know I'm going back a little bit, but I think this helps us understand how quickly... He's progressing. Peter is progressing and learning. When I think about Peter was just willing and wanting and just anxious, and that's why Jesus each time asked a question, I believe it took Peter to another level of understanding. I believe Peter began to open up his mind and his heart. It's the same thing that Jesus does with us. He every time we open up our heart, our mind, we go through something, we learn more. And, and, and I believe he's taking us to another lesson, to another level. So Peter was already showing some signs of being a rock. When I think about it, I, I, got, I, had, I stopped here and I got to thinking, well, Lord, he does love you because he, he's beginning to be that rock that you want Him to be. And yes, listen to what Peter... I think about Peter when he was he was with... He's just been... You know, you, you know one time I told you guys about, you know, we that love the Lord need to make ourselves available. And one of the reasons I personally think, and there was a lot of reasons that I know biblically why, biblically why Mary uh, was chosen to be the first person to see Jesus, but also I believe she made herself available. She loved Jesus. She was just there for Him. Even when He was in the tomb, she didn't want to leave. She didn't want to leave when everything else was bad and everybody else was locking themselves up in a room. She loved Him. She trusted Him. She had faith in Him. She didn't want to leave Him. I'm describing this for us. I'm thinking about us. We need to be that committed. We need to be that available. Well, that's what Peter did. Think about what Peter did. When I think about Peter, he was with the disciples, when Mary came back and told him about the news of the resurrection and the tomb was empty. Peter was the first person to go into the tomb. Peter was available. He was the second person to be recorded as a witness to the resurrected Lord as he was walking down the road to, uh, to Emmaus. He was the second person to witness and talk. Peter was there that night when Jesus appeared to disciples the first time in the room when they were locked up and Thomas wasn't there. Peter was there the second time when his disciples, Thomas, was there and joined. In other words, I, I'm trying to emphasize, Peter made himself available. He was hungry. He was wanting to learn more. He, was, he had a desire in his heart for his Jesus. And then, you know, he made himself available. And then also, and when I think about the rock piece and being a leader, Peter said, uh, let's go fishing. He got six other disciples to go with him. And remember, sometimes we forget this when Peter said that, that they were in a locked room because they were afraid. They were concerned. But here's six of those disciples that are saying, I'll go with you, Peter. Let's go fishing. So they went fishing. Peter was beginning to show all the signs of a disciple that God was wanting him to be. Peter was growing up and learning to be what God wanted him to be because he was willing and he was available. Now let's look at verse 16, the next, the second question, as I'm calling it. Verse 16 tells us Jesus asked him again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Jesus, in the second question, is asking Simon Peter again about his identity. That's the question he's asking him, about his identity. Are you now moving away from fisher of fish to fisher of men. Are you ready? to? And what that means. Are you ready to do that? The difference in this question though, the second question in the first question is instead of lamb, he's now using sheep. Sheep. So the progression from lamb to sheep saying to Peter as he's learning. So Jesus is saying, okay, I want you to be the leader and help all the lambs. He's saying now, I want you to go out into the world and be uh, the rock that I'm asking you to be for the sheep. So Peter now is coming forward with this new identity. But the question Jesus is asking him, he still didn't understand completely. He still wasn't totally set apart. He still wasn't totally uh, understanding everything uh, about being a fisher of men. Are you ready to completely be the rock is what Jesus is asking him this second time. I need you to carry out God's agenda, my Father's agenda, my Father's mission to carry the Word to the world, to all the lambs. Simply saying, Simon Peter, you are no longer to think of yourself as a man whose livelihood is fishing. I'm giving you a new vocation is what he's saying. I'm giving, Not only am I giving you a new vocation a new job to go do, a new identity. I'm saying, I'm completely God. Jesus is going to take care of you. He's going to meet your needs. Put your trust and faith in me saying, go out into the world. The world is now your mission. Your vocation is what he's saying. I'm giving you a new vocation and I will completely take care of everything that you need. And then look at 17, the third. Jesus asked the same question, but John lets us know that uh, John in his writing that Simon Peter was hurt. The word was uh, i think uh, grieved is what the word it used in the Bible about this third time. Now, a lot of people when you first read that and you read that and you don 't really study you don 't really pray about it, and try to understand it. If you just read it on the face, you may just say, oh man, he's asked the same question three times, so I'm just hurt. That wasn't the reason, uh, not only the scholars and all the, the, the information I get, but also what I believe in my heart. I would never share it with you unless I believed it. But I believe Peter, uh, what John is telling us, he was hurt because I believe Peter is realizing the truth. He's realizing the truth. Simon realized the kind of love that Jesus was expecting from him, the agape kind of love, the sacrificial kind of love, the committed kind of love he wanted him to be. And it took a trial. It took a hurt. It took a grief in his heart to realize where he needed to be. It was a lesson for him. It taught him a lesson. It helped him move into his identity. He helped him understand what what Jesus was trying to teach him to be. So sometimes we have to go through these hurt. Sometimes we have to grieve to get a deeper understanding of what God wants us to be. We've all been there. When God has really truly blessed us at, at something very special that we were needing, it helped. It gave us more encourage. courage. It gave us more in strength. It helped us to understand more. It made me sometimes think about the hurt and the things that we go through, the grief that we go through, the trials that we go through, and how much we need to realize uh, we need to put our faith, our confidence, and understanding in Jesus Christ, and that is through His Word. And that's why... I think uh, that's what it took for Peter to really understand his new uh, mission in life. A lesson for Peter, it took grief to do that. It took a hurt to do that. Simon had to face the truth. He, he And you know, the truth is, and this is the hurt too that I think he, he, he faced, is that he had let Jesus down several times, many times. And think about this. I, it was... It was just placed in my heart so beautiful. Jesus, you know, another lesson. Peter hurt Jesus again because after Jesus came back to him, uh, actually to Peter a third time, he went back fishing. He didn't go at all and try to do anything Jesus wanted him to do. So I believe that Jesus is teaching him a final lesson and it took a, a what I call it, slap on the hand or something. He finally had to have a hurt and he realized that he was wrong. That hurt helped him realize. And now he knew the type of love uh, that he was, uh, God was looking for. And even Jesus let him know it was going to be a sacrificial. And Peter, one day you will have to die for me, is what he told him in those uh, last few verses. So Peter faced. Peter now understands When I look at uh, moving into verses 18 and 19, Jesus had changed Peter completely, I believe, through these comments and questions and and development and training. These verses are simply saying your past is behind you. You are changed now. You are the rock of God. You are the rock of Jesus. You're the person He wants you to be. Your vision, your future, your mission is all about God. Jesus ended and, and you... He was at the level he was at when he said in verse 19, follow me. That's what he meant. Jesus now valued Peter. He knew Peter was a rock. When I look at verses 20 through 23, Peter recognized John was following, as I said before, uh, behind them. And Peter was walking with Jesus. Somehow or another, maybe walking a little faster. They were a little bit ahead. And Peter... When he got away and could ask the question, he, Peter was pretty blunt, as Peter has been throughout his life. He said, "In straightforward, he asked Jesus, What about him? What about John? What's going to happen? And he's basically saying, Is he going to die like I'm going to die? And Jesus responded, How does this concern you? If I want him to, he could live until I come again. But basically saying to Peter, It's none of your business. Peter's question was obviously uh, out of order. But again, Jesus loved him. And this was, I look at it as another lesson to Peter. Peter's lesson was the same lesson for me and for you, is that he wants us to spend our time concentrating and concerned and putting all our efforts into myself and to me that I'm doing everything. He's basically was saying to Peter, Peter, don't worry about nobody else. Don't be concerned about the things that other people do. All you're going to be accountable for, all you're going to be responsible for is what you do. You know your mission now. You know what you, you, your life has changed. You know what you're supposed to go do. And that's carried a message to the world. So Peter learned again. That it's none of my business what everybody else does. Now, it is my business that they need to be saved. (laughs) You know, I didn't mean it that way. But don't be concerned about these things that distract you and get you off a track from doing what God wants you to do. Another lesson for Simon Peter. Verse 24, John uh, was testifying and concluding his last two verses. Uh, uh, his his last chapter with uh, two wonderful stories with different personalities. These two men are very different. And I think about how we are all different. Every one of us understand things at different levels. We all have gifts and we all have the same purpose and mission, and that is to reach the lost. But we have different ways maybe of learning to get there and understanding. It doesn't matter if you're doubting Thomas. Uh, and you know what, even as a Christian, sometimes we're going to have doubts, just like Thomas did. But you know what, God can lead us and strengthen us in that area. But if you're doubting Thomas or a Peter, a Peter that really loved the Lord as a friend and had a high level of love, in my opinion, for him because he was already doing a lot of things, but he still was not at the love that Jesus Christ is talking about. And that's the love that all of us, that level a love that we have to get to—a sacrificial kind of love. You know how many times I, th- I think about young, uh, a young man coming into office tonight, asking me and Laurie about fasting. What does "fast"? The word "fasting" mean? Uh, uh, I'll make sure our next youth pastor helps them understand what fasting means. But anyway, um, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, we we explained that and. That is the level where he's at right now. He loves the Lord. He loves the Lord. I know he's saved. There ain't no doubt in my mind, my heart. But that's the level he's at. Everybody starts at a level, and we work our way up. And even as I'm telling, standing here before you the devil, I, today, I've got a lot more to learn, especially about love, a forgiving, sacrificial kind of love, and not letting the things of this world hurt, and hurt, and hurt and not understanding, you know, the main thing is, is about Jesus. Jesus will help us get through those. Peter loved the Lord, and uh, Jesus knew exactly what it would take to get Peter there. These stories taught me, as I start to conclude tonight, um, these two stories taught me how God continues to work on me, continue to work on each one of us, giving us more and more understanding every time we read and study His Word, And every time we pray, I believe when we pray, we need to make sure, and I find myself having to do this when I'm praying, my mind drifts. When I think of certain people to pray for, my mind, I drift off or what I really ought to be concentrating on. So when we really get into the Spirit of God and start praying to the Spirit of God, talking to God, I believe that God will definitely listen to us and bless us, but we have to get our minds on it, concentrated, committed, and even sacrificial. You know, I, I, I'd say this to myself when I asked us, when's the last time we were in a corner somewhere on our knees, crying and weeping and praying to God. How many times? When's the last time? I really believe it takes that kind of... Because I know in my life, there's been many times when I really, really were at a point I didn't know what to do until I got on my knees and shed some tears and God heard me. And what a wonderful blessing. What a wonderful blessing. And that's sacrificial. That's committed. Sacrificial meaning forgetting everything else, what i got to go do and what I should do and what I ought to do. It ain't none of that. The only thing we ought to be doing is blessing God with, His, uh, with our commitment and our sacrifices. So a part of learning and understanding and growing is our faith also comes through our trials that we go through, the grieving that we go through, the hurt that we go through. Those are all things for us to learn and develop in the love of God. We must realize, we must realize as Christians, uh, it is not salvation and that's it. Uh, Living a Christian life is a journey. It is definitely a journey of not only learning, but it's a journey of sharing the word of Jesus Christ. Would you stand up with me tonight as I dismiss? You know, verse 25, the last verse again, is telling us that uh, no way. He could write everything that needed to be written. But you know what? I loved the verse before and the one previously uh, in the ending of the uh, 20th chapter where he says, you know, I've really tried to give you what I wanted you to hear as a witness so you can, you know, learn from what I've learned from. And I appreciate that from John. That I, can, I can understand what John was trying to do by ending with these two stories. Thank God for that. I will be starting in Acts, my next time teaching, uh, I uh, next Wednesday night is uh, youth night, and Brother Paul will be teaching.